Hello, everyone out there, and thank you for joining us yet again on episode two of the O-Face podcast presented by the Orioles. I've got a esteemed guest here, Brett Spencer, uh, for our second episode. Brett, uh, how are you doing tonight? Pete, you know, I'm just happy to be here. The O-Face, getting into the Wiffle season, second podcast, as many nights. We just did the schedule podcast last night with Benware and Bogad, and looking forward to seeing what you got for me tonight, this O-Face podcast that I did listen to Sam's, and I was pleasantly surprised with the two of you. You know, we, we Sam and I, we could talk Wiffle all night. I'm sure we we will as well. Um, yeah, we're gonna keep you on your toes. You know, you may not you may not know what's coming, but I'm sure you'll have some some wonderful insights. Um, you know, a little bit more about Brett here. You know, Brett's entering his 19th season as the tied for second most uh, amongst all time players. Uh, do you know who you're tied with, Sam or Brett? Uh, I know now that you tweeted it, or someone tweeted it today. So I was looking at that. Um, yeah, Gus and Mr. Host. That is right. So yeah, you you took uh, you took a couple of years off in 2010 and 2011. What what was up with that? Yeah. So honestly, I only remember missing one season. And and this is Sam. Like Sam remembers everything about this league for basically for me too. So like I, I let stuff like go from my memory. Sam remembers. I even had to text him to see if like we were on the same team one year. It was that was the one that you texted me about. Is like, oh, you were with Sam one year. I thought it was Bacula or not, but texted Sam. He goes, "Yeah, dude, that was me, of course." It's like I forget all the stuff. So I think one of the seasons I was in Colorado for the summer, and then I don't know what happened with the other one. Honestly, I'm not sure. So, yeah, I missed one of those with you being at Mizzou for the summer. Looking back, you know, probably wouldn't have done that. Didn't want to. Wouldn't want to miss out another year. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah just harder to stay in the in the game when we were younger obviously because of the long longer seasons yep that's right so good move moves Memorial day and uh we've got many years ahead of us much to many people think we don't but we will <laughs> uh another fun fact about brett you know he has tied for the second most championships in the, his league's history do you know who you're tied with brett got poly that is right you were I- I think Scott got his first one with me, which I I, I, I I might be incorrect about that. You have to look back, but um, yeah, Scott, uh, we were talking about that after the last game, actually, because um, he was, he, you know, obviously the Yankees took down the Orioles in the championship and uh, Scott said something after the game, nothing like that. But he was like, all right, we're tied, like, look at us. And then something like, all right, let's, we're going for matter now. Yeah, he's got three from, franchise era yeah you put let's put brett and scott on a team you know how, how's that gonna end you know what a, what a great idea <laughs> maybe maybe much was not known about scott at that point but uh we know now might have been his rookie year i'm not sure but we'd have to look back yeah and lastly you know there's a lot to say about brett um probably the mvp of the orioles last year uh second uh let's see top two pitcher top four mvp uh, and no errors in the field, um, but also no assists. Um, what's up with that? Why no assists, Brad? Oh, Pete, man, I'm selfish. You know that. Uh-huh. I want everything for myself. I'm a stats person. I don't want to. I don't want to make you guys feel good. 
I just want to get stats. That's it. Everyone understands that. So we're going to dive into episode two of the O-Face. You know, first episode with Sam. It's got some some good reviews. People, people, I know a lot of people felt like we we didn't adequately explain, you know, really what what is an O-Face and what does that mean? So, you know, I'd say in wiffle ball, there's, there's periods of tremendous effort, pain, stress, sweat, tears, blood, all that. And sometimes it can culminate in a euphoric type feeling um, of relief, satisfaction, personal achievement, you name it. Um, and we experience we experience many of those moments. Um, some some good old faces, some some oh some of those. Um, so let's dive right into that. Starting you know on a positive note, um, they gave this one to Sam. Had to do it again because um, this guy is the the catalyst of the movement, and none, we would not have expected to blank the Rockies like this. One of your former teams, of which you have a few. Um, but you know, we 20, nothing, uh, the top of the first was 10 minutes long. We put up seven runs and, um, Brett ended up throwing a complete game shutout. Um, so before we get into Brett's take, you know, you might be saying, wow, complete game shutout against Rockies. That is, that is impressive. How, how does that happen? Well, I got one little one piece to let you know just how that started at the bottom of the first. You got Peter out in the right field, and right, and right as I say that, oh wow, what a play by Peter! What a play! Peter saves a home run, knocking it back in. Smart. I mean, they're smart, they're savvy, they're old. That's what you're gonna get from the rock, from the Orioles. Yeah, you. Know, what do you think, Brett? They're smart, they're savvy, they're old. I mean, Ben Ware said it pretty well. I mean, you guys, you guys focused on it in the first podcast a little bit with Sam stealing bases and being older, smarter, and savvier. Uh, Peter did it. Pete, Pete did it. And the MVP, he had his thinking cap on right there. I like it. I appreciate it. Well, we were, as teammates, you know, we would do anything for each other. We'd go over the fence and uh, whatever else, you know, we need to do. That's, mm. you know, wasn't all happiness. Um, we had some, some, some sad moments. Yeah, just a couple, really, maybe one. Uh, losing the Yanks in the championship. I mean, nobody would have predicted that it'd be 23 to 19 when you have two of the best pitchers pitching the whole game. It was, it's hard to remember specifically. It was pretty back and forth. Uh, we definitely had our chances, but um, you know, I haven't really watched the game since. Um, had we won, I'd probably be watching it daily on YouTube. We're gonna wait a bit and see. Revenge on the Yanks think it was it was epic um and it was it was one of the all-time great games and unfortunately we were on the losing side I, oh my gosh it like blew my mind the game um like you said gus won cy Wiffle and every other award in the world last year um but cy Wiffle versus i don't know if sam was second or third or but he was in the top few he had a better ERA than Gus in the regular season, I, I believe. Um, but either way, you did not expect that game, and it was epic. It's season twenty, the Skibby versus Skibby. I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, just the very end. You know, we were we were one branch away from winning. Is what it is. Move on. Yeah. Try to win again. You know, people think the NFL scripted. They 
they think that World Baseball Classic is scripted with how that ended. And you might think that our league's scripted too when you got Skibby vs. Skibby in season 20. But let me tell you folks, that's just, sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. I mean, that was the Trout Notani World Baseball Classic. Like, that's the same thing, although it's even better. Skibby Wiffleball League was even, even bigger than that, I think. Indeed, indeed. Well, let's get away from this one. Let's go into one that's really got us fired up, like uh, like the go Tom Brady. My favorite game, hands down, was when we played the A's the second time, and we had Berg, Chris Whitehead, Rob. Angel Light was in there a little bit, but you know they were announcing the game just comedy the whole time. You know, the good thing for us is that the guys we know them well. We're we're in that old group. They. They were respecting of us. I think they were kind of going after all the people they didn't know, the younger, trying to get in their heads a little bit. Uh, a lot of good commentary from the game. I think it kind of pumped us up a little bit because we put on just an amazing show and really had me feeling uh, like Tom Brady in those in those car commercials, you know, hurts. Let's go, right? What do you think? Yeah, you said it. You said it very well. The uh, veterans coming back, um, the retirees coming back is always a good time, especially for us old folk who are uh, been around for a while. But they slot right in. Like I, I love the alumni game last year. I know it was it was kind of a bore to most of the younger kids, but respect your elders. Like come on. But True. having having Rob, you know, Rob's obnoxious and funny and and goofy and and Andy and Whitehead and all, all those guys back and Andrew. Um, I, I was, I had a great time and listening to them, like that's one of the games you want to go back and rewatch because they're funny to listen to. Some of the other games that don't have commentary, you don't, you know, enjoy as much, even if they're better games. Um, you know, they made some, some astute observations. So I, I do appreciate that, but yeah, uh, playing the athletics are, no, it was a good time and having them announce after a day of drinking makes it all the better agree the games with with people at the booth are a joy to watch and we'll see the a's again twice this year much like the astros same old division and uh i told sam you know we i think you want to bring those guys back and we'll we'll pay for the beer and we'll do whatever we can to entice them 100 I, I think we can entice them with you know, a case of beer, no, no problem. Right. So we're gonna move into our last O face. Definitely my favorite because there's some, there's a lot of numbers to break down here. Um, you know, Brett had his best season in in quite some time, and I, I it might just been the orange and black looks good on him. Um, but you know, we'll let. There was a there was a tweet from our uh, statistical analysis team recently, and it it does a good a good picture of Brett's uh, performance last year compared to his typical, you know, first pitch strike era season. Home run rate way up, average up nearly a third, OPS up 58%, and his RBI doubled his previous career high. Um, and that third batting spot just really, really killed it for the team. And um, be looking forward to, to seeing it. Uh, you know, it's tough when you have MVP cont contenders, you got I think people are putting Sam and Brett in the category together. So it's going to be hard to see if one of those guys can be like a Gus or a 
Spencer of those types, but it should be an interesting battle, Brett. What do you think about your performance? Did you eat differently? Did you sleep better? What, what's the, what, what made you tick? I mean, I do feel like, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say like anything was that different. Um, I think with the Rockies, we batted five. Um, so looking back, you know, the Cardinals, Rockies, Expos, um, Cardinals were Sam and me. Um, and really we just never found the third and the fourth guy that we could kind of constantly rely on. And then the Rockies, we batted five. It just, it's harder to get into a groove. You don't see the pitchers as much. Um, Expos, I just, I, I think the ABs that I got in the Orioles versus the Expos was was different. So getting more ABs, you get the repetition. Um, and then batting third, like I batted first for the Expos, I, I believe most of the time, just to get more ABs, but having people on in front of you and, and having PG who, I will come out and say, I, I think he probably should have won that MVP, but having a probable MVP or a potential MVP behind you, having someone who's, Sam Skibby is one of the all-time greatest players in the league, and then having a person at the top of the order who's also won an MVP, it makes it, it takes pressure off, it's it's a little easier, um, but I, I think I got a, I got way more reps, um, and you got to see the pitcher more often, so one of those things, um, love playing with all the other teams, it's just different experience this year, last year, and looking forward to trying to do it again. Yeah, no, I, we definitely took a lot of walks as a team, and I think we all just, I would gladly take a walk and, and get on base and let let the next guy come in and maybe see some better pitches. So the offense, the offense was tremendous. And I think, you know, the historians of the league know that the, the MVP award may as well be named the Brett Spencer Award because I think you won the first six years and you were co-MVP the seventh year. And it's been, you know, it's been quiet for Brett since then. Um, people think of you as the top gun pitcher guy, but now they're gonna have to think of you as Gus Otani, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, it was a different different game when we were younger. But yeah, it was we, we didn't even have a strike zone for, for the fucking first uh, three years or something, and we had a chair for a while. So, um, but yeah, it, it was it was nice to come back and, and have a good year, and especially you know kind of propel us onto into the playoffs and into the championship. So yeah. yeah. And you know what? What's really interesting about your pitching last year is, so yeah, I think number two, Cy Wiffle, maybe number three, depends how you look at it. But in your first pitch strike era of those since 2017, you had your highest ERA, 6.92, highest walk count, lowest strikeout rate, most hits and homers allowed, and you still finished second in Cy Wiffle. So your floor is very high, and those metrics probably improve and you stay in the contention. So yeah, you've been maybe a little bit of that is name bias, but I, yeah, that's, those are not, not great stats, but you know, my stuff, my stuff plays recently. I, 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 Sam has the higher strikeout probability. I mean, obviously he has like hundred more strikeouts than the next person at, at least in the career. Um, but yeah, pitch to contact and fielding was very good behind me. Yeah, and you had a lot of balls hit right back to you, which I noticed from all the film analysis that we do on Fridays. It's the the 
goes straight down. I mean, it's just the way the pitch comes in, it comes straight down. They hit it basically into the grounds right back to me or right to left field, basically. So, All right. Well, that's it for this. We're going to move into uh, what we call the O categories, play a few games here. Uh, Brett's category is called Orange You Glad. Um, I want you to talk about something that you're glad that happened early on in your life or in the formation of this league that's really set the stage for where we are right now okay um okay so sam so i some of them are different than what you had for sam so sam had orange you glad he said i watched this the other night he said that the 2012 tournament that we went to nwla was the one that he um really was happy about because it propelled us to where we we came to but going even earlier i'll go even earlier and thank our parents like all the stuff that had to happen to put us in the same neighborhood the same place the same i think it's unbelievable My, you know i'm orange i'm glad that sam's parents bought that house and and orange i'm glad that the weed tuckers and the lights you know bought their houses in the neighborhood down the street and orange i'm glad my dad and mom bought their house and we are and you know he was a coach for baseball where me andrew sam and kevin played together and orange i'm glad we were sitting on that little brick thing and we're just like hey what are we gonna do this summer start a wiffle ball league and just play for the season see how it goes for the summer just for something to do but yeah going back to the even earlier and just just the little intricacies that got us here is it's kind of neat to think about it's a crazy uh, butterfly effect type thing i mean yeah. for we're all glad that sam was born into this world so we're glad parents were born we're glad you know etc etc but i'm clearly i'm glad that andrew is my brother and John, that kind of helped me get into the league. Yeah. So thanks, family. We love you, all of you. Mm. Uh, we're gonna move on to something sexier though, Brett. This one's called OnlyFans. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's kind of this risque site where people can kind of pour themselves out for money. I have heard. I've I have heard that. I've, I've, I've never heard. I've never seen anything anything on it. I've just heard rumors. So I don't know what you're talking about. I'm. Um, so, which active player do you think is most likely to have a, a side his, side hustle and creating some content for themselves? If you want to elaborate on who you think that is and what, what you think they're putting out there, basically. Okay, so this this one came to me as, as you asked. Like I said, you have some categories of Sam, some differently. So, like, when you asked Sam this one, this one instant, instantly came to me. I think it's Sam. <laughs> I think it's him himself, and it's and it's wiffle ball content related. You know how how much he loves content. You know, yeah, content. content. We got to put out content. We got. What, what can we do for this content? And what he's doing with the Instagram is awesome, and all the things are lined up. It's so cool. I. But I think he's got a secret OnlyFans wiffle ball content. You know, he, he paints paints his things wiffle balls, or you know, he uses a bat. Like there's, there's, you know, the mind races with what Sam could be doing with football related and behind the scenes, trying to raise money for this league, which I'm sure he puts it all to the league. So, um, yeah. 
Sam Skibby, OnlyFans, Wiffle Ball. Yeah. No, even when I asked Sam the question, a little part of me was wondering if he's going to say himself, but I don't think he wants us to know about this page yet. So, what's the what's his handle? Uh, what's his what's Sam Skibby's handle on OnlyFans? It's it's Kamish Balls uh, Eight, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. So, Sam, that's that's a great answer. I don't know if we'll be able to top that in any future podcast, but we'll try. Um, third category is called On the Ropes. Um, you know, this one might feel a little little rude or mean, but going to need you to pick a team that you think is trending down, team that is not through playoff contender, and over the next few years you don't. It's one team that you would not bet on in the next few years, uh, who who you picking and, and for what reasons? Okay, so, oh man. So if you had asked, if you had asked me this like two weeks ago, uh, and they won't like, they won't like this, but they'll like the reasoning. I would probably have said the Expos um, because they don't, winning is not the end all be all. It's, it's the weekend. And I know it is for everyone, but they have the, 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 the thought behind it of we just won a championship not that long ago we don't we want to win yeah it'd be great but having fun is way more important um so I, I i would say the expos but then they drafted sam so they they're pushing to get a little bit better although i don't know how, how they'll utilize them so we'll see but um i would probably say at this point you know the a's unfortunately i, I feel like they're everyone else is like set after last year so the a's probably come to mind in the sense that they signed evan kuo kuo right k kuo i don't know how to pronounce his last name um but he'll get better and i think the a's we know what you know paul steve alex heck i mean vorbeck is a kind of mystery and and who knows what josh rogers is gonna get an opportunity to do but um i'd say the a's right now um, I would just wouldn't bet on them versus the Yankees or the Twins or um, hopefully the O's this year. Yeah, you know, they, the A's will be without Mike Carl this year. You know, he, he'd missed a few years uh, of the past three, but they, yeah, Josh will be back more healthier than he was last year. Um, they just always seem to kind of max out at that four win total. Um, so we'll see. You know, we'll see him twice. And um, yeah, I think it's hard to say Rockies because people think they're going to last year was a fluke and was not the true Rocky team. But for our next segment, we're going to go into two of these teams that you mentioned, uh, two teams that you used to play for, the Rockies and the Expos. I've got their Vegas win projections pulled up, and I want to see if you're feeling the over or the under. So the Rockies win total set at three and a half. Last year they were two and eight, so clearly Vegas is pricing in some improvement. But what do you think, Rockies over under three and a half wins? So, and not to give much away, but we did talk a little bit about some predictions uh, over under of the SWBL podcast that I was on last night, which is um, the schedule one, which is releasing I think tomorrow on the twenty fourth. Nice at this point would be in the past. So people have already watched us, but Ooh. either way, right? Is that right? No? Uh, yeah. Okay. Either way, 
I would say the over. I know their their division stuff. I think it's the Twins and the White Sox and the Rockies, but I think they they bring back Grant, who's like a heart and soul. I, I, Grant, younger brother. I love Grant to death. He's awesome. And then Adam and Jason will get more time. I think both of them will get more time pitching. And Blake has a shorter leash, I think, for BK and Grant, and just giving it a beast to people who can, you know, help them. Gonna be tough. I think they take one of two from the White Sox, one of two from the Twins, maybe, and then sure. against you know the A's and the Expos, what they do there. But I I take them at the over of the three and a half. That's some good some good logic used there. I mean. Blake should improve. He's been kind of sliding down the top 20, top 21 countdown the few years. BK did did terrible last year, um, so he's going to do a lot better. And yeah, I think a few years ago, Kevin Pulley had a real bad year, and then look at Kevin Pulley last year. So anything can happen. Uh, but the Expos, they're- Blake did say that he they're they're going to practice beforehand this year, which they haven't done in the past. So. I do think that'll help a little bit too. That, that'll help, that should help. Um, Expos are set at one and a half wins. Um, a little lower, that's the lowest on the board, of course. So uh, what do you think on that one? I mean, after last year, I, I think that's a fair over-under. Um, I think they I think they go over, I think they get two, at least. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got three. Um, I'd be surprised if they got five i feel like five is like the ceiling um but with jimmy and 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 sam who's a really you know underrated player um i mean people don't know who he is from moif but a very good hitter he was in the summer league won a championship with spencer and met her i believe on the pest pine trees so and and jeremy should improve their their lineup is way better if they slot Sam in, um, so I, I I I'd say the over. I'd say I, I'd put them at three. It's three and seven. All right, it's a good pick. You know, it is interesting talking about teams like the Rockies, Expos, having been played so poorly last year and seem to be turning down um, after really being solid franchises at, at points, especially the Rockies. But you know, they do have something in common, and uh, they don't have Brett Spencer anymore. So maybe I'm just going to say that Brett, Brett doesn't need to agree to disagree, but that's me. So we'll move into our next segment here called uh, pick Four old timers. Uh, as many of you know, Brett was one of the original eight in season one back in 2003. So Brett, if you could pick a squad of five, including yourself, of course, uh, from that initial list of season one players that you think can compete for a, title right now who who are you picking and what's your lineup looking like okay oh, man so and you said compete for a title i feel like that'd be hard with five guys from the og area era it, just, it definitely will yeah just because there are you know I, I mean the only ones that i can think of that still play are me and sam and and john and john doesn't play a ton he's he got, he got some babies last time. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I would say me and Sam to kind of start out. And, yep. then, and there you go, starting pitcher, left fielder. And then I would go with Bertram because oh, yeah. he was just 
I, I, I'd have to look back at the number of seasons he played, but his stats are just so dominant. And I, I don't feel like people truly understood like what he did with the bat. Like it was, it was so cool to see. Um, so, and John can still, still knock it. So pop him in there. And then um, this one's probably a toss up between your brother, Andrew Light and Ken Shippey. And I think Andrew had a little bit better stats, but I, th I, I think Ken's average was like, I think he has the all, like the highest average in the league's history. Obviously, taking yeah. into account he only played a couple seasons and it was before we had a strike zone and you, there was no walks and there was no pitch of poison. So take it with a grain of salt, but uh, I mean, yeah, slide, slide Andrew in, the, in there, slide Ken Shippey in there. That's a not a bad team. I I take take that team. Um, I don't know. We could compete. Yeah, I think you're making the best with what you got. And um, for your team name, uh, you've chosen the Angels. Yeah. Is that because you guys are all so old and you're going to die soon? That's exactly where my mind went. Yeah. yeah. It was it was that we were you know near our deathbeds. So. Well. I would be interested to see what Kevin Pulley can do with a logo like that. He probably makes some magic happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would love. I would love to see the rest of like the leagues. Uh, you know, there's still what like 12 teams that haven't been used. But it'd be cool if like I know Kevin's got way too much going on. But that'd be awesome just to see him like mock up what and yeah. logo would be or uh, all the other stuff that they they've got available. That's right. Well, we're gonna play this game once more um and hey that team could win sure i, I mean me and sam pitching uh, i feel like we we could we're doing what the orioles are doing now is pitching well and and if bertram can hit we can yep. that's right john good right fielder <laughs> who knows who knows so this next one uh always like like to ask people to pick pick a team of five uh, if you're captaining a franchise, but you got to pick all people you haven't played with yet mm. in your career. And so you, you're you on your fourth franchise era team. You were around for nearly all of the seasons prior. So you've played with a lot of guys. Mm. You might have a slimmer list than most, but uh, create your all-star team. And uh, what's that going to look like? Uh, yeah, a slimmer list than just about anyone other than probably Sam. Mm -hmm. uh, and I even tried to exclude some of the like summer league guys I played with, like I, I would I could have picked um, like Jimmy Stout or Cam Smith, who I had a great time playing with um, when we did summer league. But I stuck with people that I've just specifically never been on an SWBL team with. Yes. Um, so started out, I think just instantaneously is Matter. He is. One of the all-time greats. Uh, I mean, if not, he's the best franchise era player so far. Um, there's, there's probably no disputing any of that. He's got six championships in I don't know how many years, but yeah. his hands are, hands are platinum. So platinum. Um, at this point, yeah, they're too heavy to like lift around. But yeah, I like Mutter a lot. Um, we got to know each other a little bit um, more recently, so I'm pumped. I'd play with Metter, and then I'd uh, go with his teammate Bogad, who is just a nightmare at the plate, and I like him too. He's he's a good guy. So um, then I'll probably slot myself in there and maybe throw as well. And then 
one of the guys that you mentioned earlier, um, he had such a great year, um, Kevin Poley. Yeah. I'd put him in right field because, man, he had one of, like, an outstanding year last year. He was so good. My last guy is Paul Castellano because he's been around for a long time. Um, I've always wanted to play him, play with him. He's a awesome guy. Godfather. Love him. So, I think that team is four guys that I've never played with. I think that team's pretty decent. Pretty good. You got some MVPs. Ooh. You got some gold gloves. You got some platinum pans. Cy Wiffle. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I selected the Rangers because those were the teams that we were kind of throwing around before the O's that we landed on those. Yeah. I mean, we there was a long discussion. It took us a while to, to land on the O's, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It just, you know, it, it had to feel right. It had to be perfect. And uh, once we saw some some mock draft uniforms, I think it all, you know, just came together. Yeah, I think the orange, orange kind of works out well. Yeah, but I don't think, you know, on this team, I don't think you're going to have a problem getting Spencer to wear one of those hats. But I don't think Chris Metter will. Um, he might not even wear, you know, your uniforms. So, yeah, I'll have to just... I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not a hat guy, but we'll figure out something as a ranger for him. Well, thanks for playing, Brett. Uh, last bonus slide before we go. You know, as I sometimes stumble around the uh, website, I found a page that I never knew existed. Um, talking about the blur, the field, some nice pictures, and a lot of the history of what's really gone into it. You've been around for a lot of this, and probably helped with some of the landscaping uh what are some favorite memories that you have yeah i'm looking at the slide now oh my gosh you can I tell sam spent some time on this this field history is ridiculous okay uh yeah i mean i mean what and so like the painting stuff that Ann did was is so cool yeah i love that i love that it's just awesome um yeah thinking about it thinking back on it um man the, the beginning obviously was was like ingrained in my memory. Um, we had my dad take us up to um, Home Depot and get orange construction fence and um, wooden wooden stakes that we put into the ground as as the outfield fence. And I don't know what the dimensions were back then. I, I they I don't think they were as long as they are now. Um, yeah. We were in middle school and, and obviously way weaker, but, oh, yeah. and obviously less smarter, but also way more young and energetic. Um, but I remember that specifically. I remember the wooden stakes were looking back on it. What an awful idea. And then eventually we had metal, metal stakes that like you'd go into the wall and like you'd have like this big ass scrape. Like, yeah, um, the field. Uh, yeah, like the, the website says, it's got its own history. It's awesome. Um, played without a pool at the beginning. There's no no um, no base pass really. No bushes. I mean, all that stuff. Yeah, no backstop. Uh, yeah, it's it at the very beginning. Just thinking back on it, it was us and and a couple couple bases and yeah. the, the orange construction fence. So it's cool to think of how we've gotten here with with all the changes and everything. Um, 
we didn't have a, even have a strike zone for a while. I already said that, but yeah, it's cool. Um, I think next next thing is uh, talking K into that. Um, I don't know. Right porch. Did I give that away? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's a well-known, yeah, the right field party porch. Everybody wants party porch. I think it'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. Sam said, yeah. Kevin, the head groundskeeper, Kevin Skibby, has already got plans for it. So he's already drawn them up. He knows he knows what's going to be. Yeah, we've come a long way. And, uh, you know, I was, I always hope that it just takes one or two of us to, to get rich and be able to invest back into the community and really do some some bleachers, a lazy river. I mean, your, your imagination can run wild on what we can do. Yeah, Blake Blake specifically does what that moat on the, you know, outside of the center field wall. Yes. Um, so I, I think I'm throwing this out here now that if if that house, if they decide to ever sell it and Sam doesn't want to purchase it or and Gus isn't moving back, I think the league just goes in and yeah. pays off the mortgage and keeps it and, and we can do whatever, whatever we want with it. You know, there's seven eight front office guys put a couple bunk beds in each bedroom and we'll be good oh man oh man that'd be fun it'd be dangerous well, well brett that that takes us to the end you know we have we are here for the final word um one last o face to to let the people see but what are your final parting thoughts as you wrap up the podcast and prepare for season 21 and um Obviously, 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 I'm, I'm excited. And, um, this was fun. Like, it's just cool to shoot the shit a little bit with uh, you and, and Cal. Like, I, I appreciate, um, him hopping on cause he's such a big O's fan. Um, but looking forward to this, this next season, I think everyone being set, obviously last year was a big, big changes. The O's first year, um, you know, people jumping ship, people moving around, a lot of draft picks. This year, everyone was set. So I, I think everyone thinks they know where people lie. They, they think, I'm gonna say what, what most people are assuming is that obviously the O's, Yankees and Twins have a playoff spot and the Marlins have something to prove again. And the White Sox underperformed, they should be better. Uh, the Rockies had a bad year and, and the A's had a bad year and the Expos had a bad year. How are they going to do it? There's just no telling, like, it's 10 games. Like, it's it's only 10 games. So you lose two that you're not supposed to lose, then you lose two or three to, a te- to good teams, you're in trouble. So, I, yeah, man, I, I don't even know what to, what to think about it. I'm ready to, ready to go. I'm, I'm in the wiffle ball spirit right now. Yeah, you know, it's usually it's usually pretty quiet through the rest of the year after Memorial Day, but once the clock the calendar turns, you know, people start get a little more excited, a little more podcasts. Um Yeah, yeah said there's like Benware said there's like twenty. Like in in, in addition to the O's O faces, I think there's like twenty coming out from now until the beginning of the season. You know, Sam is the content king and Benware is the podcast king. And we're just happy to uh, to be a part of it. In our next episode of The O-Face, episode three, we will have Patrick Gaddy, uh, MVPG, sitting down with us, the former longtime brewer, uh, coming in his second year as an Oriole, and one of three o- Orioles still searching for that first uh, franchise air championship that I'm sure people will 
we'll have to talk about. So looking forward to having PG. Uh, then we'll get with John, the captain. And then for episode five, we're going to get the whole flock together and we're going to have uh, some good uh, good activities to do on a group podcast right before opening day. Or to. Well, thanks, Brett. Hope you have a wonderful evening. And uh, for listeners out there, thanks for listening and watching us thanks, on this podcast. See you guys. Hey, thanks, Cal. See you, Cal.